Mike stood at attention, staring into the eyes of Admiral Shug. There was a commotion behind the Admiral, and the communications link filled with savage growls and screams. A shape flew through the air, knocking down the Admiral. Then the head of a cat thrust its face toward the camera, its mouth open in a bloody leer of triumph. Yes! Otis yelled. My brothers! Men and women of Empire, rise to me. Rise to Her Majesty. The screen blanked. Mike quickly returned to the net and ordered everyone to prepare for battle. He went to full speed, angling resolve away from the squadron, but they were immediately followed by both frigates, two Empire fighters, and the three Chisori ships. The Empire ships veered off before coming into range, leaving just the three Chisori. Ellie was angry, but the effect of her words on the squadron convinced her that all was not lost. The net hummed with a sense of confidence that affected everyone. With resolve at maximum speed, the Chisori approach was slow. Mike did not like that. It would let them activate their mind weapon for as long as they chose. He slowed so they could catch up. He waited until they just reached firing range, then he hit the brakes, hoping to scatter them. The Chisori angled up and away as they shot past, holding beautiful formation, and Resolve was ready. The hours of training and the experience gained from their previous skirmishes paid off. Resolve stayed engaged, angling tightly up to follow. Ellie assigned targets, and lasers reached out, followed shortly thereafter by charged particle beams. Shields lit up on two of the three Chisori. Otis, out of the net and operating manually, got the first kill. Pandemonium broke out over the net, but Mike could even physically hear the women cheering beside him in the control room. The two remaining Chisori tried to escape, but Resolve held on. A weak cicada sound threw them into momentary turmoil, but Jake and Ellie hung on and stayed in the net. Mike's whole body burned from Jake's response to the psi weapon. Reba got through the shields of her target, and the Chisori were down to one. The cicada sound diminished further as everyone concentrated on the last Chisori. It too disappeared in a flash, and the burning stopped. Mike returned his attention to the cruiser. It hung far off in space, alone, its support ships scattered. Shields occasionally winked on and off as one ship attacked another, but most of the fighting appeared to be internal. Jake found the tactical frequency and listened in on intermittent, confused transmissions, but mostly silence. It was an eerie feeling, knowing that a powerful squadron had been reduced to impotency, the result of a few words. Should they run? Ellie wanted to stay. She believed in her heart that her sailors would prevail. Mike and Otis were not so certain. Mike brought resolve about and began the laborious process of setting up the longest jump he could compute this close to the primary star. A jump long enough to terminate with the emergency stop program to fool the tracker. A couple of hours passed. The bridge of the cruiser suddenly appeared before them on the main communications screen. A young man with black eyes and disheveled black hair looking to the side as he issued orders to someone off screen with the audio muted. 
Everyone withdrew from the net, jumping up from their stations to face the screen together. Otis came on the run. The face turned to them, the audio came on, and the figure knelt on one knee as he bowed, saying, Your Majesty. Ellie gasped. Val, it's you? The man's head rose, and he nodded. He saw Mike and rose to his feet, with his right fist across his chest. Sire. I can't tell who he is. His uniform is too torn up. I think he's an officer, though, Jake informed Mike. Report, sailor, Mike commanded. Lieutenant Val, bridge control officer of the heavy cruiser Beta-4, sire. We have control of the bridge, and we've locked down all external weapons. The bridge is secure, but the rest of the ship... Excuse me, sire. 